Welcome to episode 125 of P's and Q's Podcast. I'm Clay Hansen, and I'm going to take you on a little journey today. A journey I like to call TikTok Live. That's right, guys. I made it to 1,000 followers on TikTok, and I'm going live this episode. It's a work in progress, okay? It's a work in progress. But every day, I promise you, I'm going to get better for you guys. Um, I'm going to warn you, I go down a pretty deep, deep dive on Urza Miller, who is a Flash He's also on Perks of Being a Wallflower. He's an actor, but uh, it's a good one. You'll have some laughs. So other than that, sit back, relax, and enjoy. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> Hell yeah. We are fucking back and better than ever. The only way that it could get better is if I had Joe here. But I digress. I am in my trailer in my front driveway recording in a cozy 73 degrees. I have my shoes off right now. Okay, so if you've been listening, you know that uh, the last, I don't know, six, eight episodes, it's been a struggle. It's been hard. (laughs) It's been cold as all fucking hell. And I've been grinding. One episode, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt, a sweatshirt, a jacket, two pairs of sweats, socks, and boots. And I was still fucking cold. I'm sure I complained about it. And you know what's the worst part? Is this trailer has been here the whole time. We ran power to it. And now I can comfortably say that if anybody wanted to stay at my house, they could just come sleep in the trailer. Come sleep in the trailer. It's got full power, full internet, heat. Don't shit. Doesn't have water. I don't have a hose running. But don't poop in here. Um... Just piss out the door, man. Just take a piss out the door. Oh, and did you hear that part? Got TV, got internet. Every single episode, I'm like, well, don't have internet, so I can't look that up. Now I do have internet. The fucking World Wide Web is literally at my fingertips, and I am going to get after it today. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to talk about. There's a couple things. Um... And we got some good Let's Talk Tuesdays. This is going to be a hell of an episode. I'm jacked up. I'm fired up. Uh, Kraken just came off a big 4-0 to loss against San Jose. Oh, that was a burp. Let me take a sip of that uh, Kirkland Signature Sparkling Grapefruit real quick. Oh, yeah. That's fucking nice. Yeah, that's fucking nice. I just had a pop-up on my computer say your available memory is 17%. I have got to get this figured out. <laughs> I have a hard drive. I need to put a bunch of shit on the hard drive is what I need to do. Um, but, yeah, there's just been, it's been busy at work. Kids are going wild. Life is fucking good. And uh, today at work... I briefly was listening to a video uh, 
about a place called Mouse Utopia? U Utopia. Utopia. Okay. Mouse Utopia was an isolated rat fucking like I don't even I like I don't know how to so here we go. Uh this guy named Calhoun would make these utopias and his most famous utopia was November t- number 25 that be- began on July 1968 when he introduced eight albino mice into a four and a half foot cube following an adjustment period the first pups were born three and a half months later and the population doubled 55 days afterwards so essentially what this is give me a give me a second here i'm going to look up the word utopia and i want to see what the actual definition for it is right now that i have internet we can learn together you utopia utopia definition so an imagined place or state of things in which everything is perfect Okay, so from what I heard, this was far from perfect. There was rats everywhere, and they were raping other rats. Okay? According to a researcher who did most of the work in the 1950s through the 70s, it would include limitless food, multiple levels, and secluded rodent condos. These were all part of John Calhoun's experiment to study the effects of population density on behavior. But what looked like rat utopias and mouse paradises at first quickly spiraled out of control over into overcrowding, eventually, uh, eventual population collapse, and seemi- seemingly sinister p- uh, behavior patterns. The mice were not nice. Good one. I like that. Calhoun writes, at the peak population, most mice spent every living second in the company of hundreds of other mice. They gathered in the main squares, waiting to be fed, and occasionally attacking each other. Few females carried pregnancies to term, and the ones that did seemed to simply forget about their babies. They'd move half their litter away from danger and forget the rest. Sometimes they drop and abandon a baby while they were carrying it. The few secluded spaces housed a population Calhoun called the beautiful ones. Generally guarded by one male, the females, and a few males inside the space didn't breed or fight or do anything but eat and groom and sleep. When the population started declining, the beautiful ones were spared from violence and death, but had completely lost touch with social behaviors, including having sex or caring for their young. Calhoun's experiments, which started with rats in an outdoor pen and moved on to mice at the National Institute, uh, Institute of Me- Mental Health during the early 1960s, were interpreted as, at the time, as evidence of what could happen in an overpopulated world. I was just thinking that. 
I was just reading that, and I was like, this sounds... I mean, you don't see people dropping babies on the street and just taking off without them, but you kind of do. Like, the world is a dark place, and it is heavily overpopulated. Man, hopefully those fucking aliens start taking some heads, dog. <laughs> um, so essentially what this, di- this, this dude did was uh, he brought a bunch of rats into... Like, and what I saw is, like, these rats would fucking... They would... They would fight one another, and they would like bite each other's ears and shit. And uh, if food became scarce, the male rats would just run up on a den of baby rats and just start mowing. It was so crazy. Uh, so here we go. After Calhoun wrote about his findings in the 1962 issue of Scientific America. That term caught on in popular uh, culture, according to the paper published in the Journal of Social History. The work tapped into the era's feeling of dread that crowded urban areas heralded the risk of moral decay. And events like the murder of Kitty Genovese only served to intensify the worry. A host of science fiction works, books like Soylent Green, comics like 2000 AD, played on Calhoun's ideas and those of his contemporaries. Now, interpretation has changed. 25 problems. Uh, Historian Edmund Ramson said about Calhoun's work, Ultimately, rats may suffer from crowding. Human beings can cope. Calhoun's research was seen not only as questionable, but also as dangerous, another researcher said. They were just high school and university students, but but definitely human. His work suggested a different interpretation. Oh, did he do the fucking... I wonder... Did you ever hear about the, uh, it was called like the something experiment, the college experiment, uh, where some students were cops and the others were criminals. What was that called? The st- Stanford prison experience experiment that shit that shit was wild dude so they actually did a movie about it um essentially what happened is they did a social psychology study uh in which college students became prisoners or guards in a simulated prison environment you like how i said essentially what they did and then started reading the thing in front of me like, I was actually going to try and play that off. Like, I'm going to be like, so essentially what it is, and then just read word for word terribly. Uh, but in my words, what happened was is a college professor put out, like, a thing that was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I think I think they said it was for extra credit or something like that, but uh, they would do a, um experiment basically making... 14 students or something like that uh criminals and uh 
eight of them were cops, and they wanted to see what would happen. And it's, what what ended up happening is that the fucking uh, the ones who was who were cops completely started abusing their power, and the ones who were criminals started a revolution and got out, and it got very violent. Um, oh, that's what it was. They received fifteen dollars a day, and here's the thing: in 1971, 15 bucks a day. That ain't bad. When you can get a cheeseburger and a Coke for $0.25, cents, $15 a day, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Um, so, where do I leave off here? Uh, August 1971, it was intended to measure the effect of role-playing, labeling, and social expectations on behavior over a period of two weeks. However, mistreatment of prisoners escalated so alarmingly, the principal, uh, the principal investigator, Philip G. Zimbarbo, terminated the experiment after only six days. Oh, shit. The numbers are way bigger than I thought. Uh, more than 70 young men responded to an advertisement about a psych- psychological study of prison life. And the experimenters selected 24 applicants who are judged to be physically and mentally healthy. They paid the subjects $15 a day and were uh, divided randomly into two equal numbers of guards and prisoners. Guards were ordered not to physically abuse prisoners and were issued mirrored sunglasses that prevented any eye contact. Prisoners were arrested by actual police and handed over to the experimenters in a mock prison in the basement of the campus building. Prisoners were then subjected to indignities that were intended to simulate the environment of real-life prison. In keeping with Zimbardo's intention to create very quickly an atmosphere of oppression, each prisoner was made to wear a dress as a uniform and to carry a chain padlock around one ankle. One part All participants were observed and videotaped by the experimenters. On only the second day, the prisoners prisoners staged a rebellion. Guards then worked out a system uh, of rewards and punishments to manage the prisoners. Within the first four days, three prisoners had become so traumatized that they were released. Over the course of the experiment, some of the guards became cruel and tyrannical, while a number of prisoners became depressed and uh, disoriented. However, only an outside observer came upon the scene and registered registered shock did Zimbardo conclude the experiment less than a week after after it had started. Here's the... Yeah. It's... No one died or, like got really hurt but it was like the the way they shot the movie um was yeah it was called the the stanford prison experiment it came out in uh 2015 and uh the guy zimbardo helped make the movie and it was uh look at that right there Active participation, the dramatic film was more closely followed. 
actual events. Dude. If that's how it actually was, like, I'm pretty sure Val Kilmer's son is in that movie. Um, uh, Stanford Prison Experiment Film. Urza Miller. Oh, that's the guy who plays Flash, Gordon, right? And I'm pretty sure he, like, snuck into somebody's hotel room in Hawaii. And threaten to kill them? I'm pretty sure. I can't be 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. Actually, I can be 100% sure. I have the inter-fucking-net, dude. Yes! How wild. Um, <laughs> so, uh, allegations and mental health. Oh, okay. Here we go. So this came out February 13th, 2023, and that was this month. Here we go. From beloved Parks, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower Beginnings to Rising Star in Hollywood, Urza Miller was supposed to be a queer blockbuster movie star, a flower child eccentric who lives in Vermont and plays The Flash, and an activist who stood up for victims of gender-based violence and indigenous communities. Instead, the 2020s ushered in a different kind of Urza Miller, who would be caught on video physically attacking a fan at an Iceland bar, rumored to be a oh, <laughs> rumored to be leading a cult, and accused of grooming an 18-year-old Sioux activist. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior, he said in a statement, August 16th, 2022. As the movie The Flash gets a trailer in 2023, released dates seemingly without alarm. Miller agreed to the plea deal. Uh, no, no, no. I want to see. I want to see. What's the story of him? Miller will travel the North Pole and plan for the future. Hmm. Nah, he did something real fucking weird. He, like, he broke into somebody's. This was in 2020. I gotta keep going. After asking fans why their character, The Flash, would have trouble getting drunk at a San Diego Comic-Con event, someone in the crowd correctly answers, The Flash metabolic rate makes getting tipsy difficult. Another fan jokingly asked Miller to smell their breath to be sure. Miller responds by kissing the fan on the mouth without clear consent. Okay, so he kissed a guy on the mouth. That is kind of, that is, uh, without consent and just being playful and fun, that is definitely a part of being a uh, eccentric flower child, I think is what they call them at the beginning of this. Like, that's, that seems like something that an eccentric flower child would do. Um Mario Kart, whatever for this guys. Uh, their gender and a legend. Uh, I barely identify as human. Miller claims that a director and producer offered in exchange sexual favors for a movie role when they were underage. They gave me wine and I was underage. They tell THR. 
they were like, hey, want to be in our movie about gay revolution? And I was like, no, you guys are monsters. In the same interview, Miller asked the writer if she could, she would like to see the crossbow that Miller's character used to murder several classmates, and we need to talk about Kevin. They apparently keep the crossbow uh, in their house. So this is, I'm assuming, franchise. Okay, so we keep going. Okay. Halted. Airbnb. Okay. When filming for Fantastic Beats, Fantastic Beasts, the secrets of Dumbledore was halted due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Miller reportedly took up residence in an Airbnb in an Iceland suburb, along with artists, expats, and spiritual confidants. According to an August 4th Business Insider report, one anonymous, anonymous woman who compared the house to a commune, a commune felt like everyone was hypnotized. Miller reportedly paid for food, weed, and lodging at the Airbnb, where they were said to have held speeches about spirituality, alluding to possessing spiritual powers. Several sources told B.I. they were afraid of Miller's emotional outbursts. So this is February 2020. This guy was in the Stanford prison experiment. He played Flash. And now I'm going down a deep dive of this thing that he did. Because I remember hearing about it during the... Oh, here it is. Found it. <clears throat> in a sense-deleted tweet. A disturbing... <laughs> oh, fuck. In a sense de deleted tweet, a disturbing video alleges to show Miller choking a woman and throwing her to the ground uh, at a bar in Reykjavik, Iceland. Vanity confirms that the altercation took place at a trendy bar and employees identify Miller in the video, who they escort from the premises. The seven second clip makes it makes its rounds on Twitter on April 6th and shows a young person saying, oh, you want to fight? That's what you want to do to the woman in a bar? She, appear she appears to be jokingly readying herself for a fight. <laughs> the person identified as Miller then grabs the woman by the throat and throws her to the ground. Jesus fucking Christ. Could you imagine... If someone was like, what, do you want to fight? And you like started to jokingly like, put up your sleeves and be like, all right, put up your dukes, kid. And the fucking kidding choke slammed to the ground. Holy shit. Uh, and throws her to the ground. Whoa, bro, says the person filming the incident. Bro, a source at the bar tells Vanity that the situation began after pushy fans confront Miller until... Miller physically attacks the woman. Restaurant staff escorted Miller from the premises. They are not under investigation by authorities following the incident. Police confirm. So he gets off scotch-free on that one. That month, uh, it was later reported Miller rented out parts of a hotel in northern Iceland to record music with local musicians. One young woman, who was 18 at the time, 
began a sexual relationship with Miller during the six days she stayed at the hotel. Urza was super manipulative. They kind of had us all under their fingers, she said, describing several verbal altercations. They were able to twist and pull everything that I thought I knew about the world. Well, you're 18. You don't know fucking anything about the world. <laughs> Just because society calls you an adult doesn't mean you know anything. <laughs> oh, man. 18-year-olds are fucking stupid. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm 32. I can say that shit. Yes. Um, in a since-deleted video posted on their Instagram... Miller tells members of a North Carolina chapter of the Ku Klux Klan to kill themselves with their own guns or else we'll do it for you if that's what you want. So, I promise you'll never guess what Urza is about to say in this video. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so was that it? Oh, there it is. I found it. Okay, this was when he was arrested in Hawaii. Okay, March 27th, 2022. Urza Miller is arrested in Hawaii and charged with disorderly conduct and harassment following a physical confrontation with patrons at a karaoke bar. In a public statement from the Hawaii Police Department Hilo Patrol, police alleged that Miller began uh, became agitated while patrons began singing a karaoke uh, rendition of Shallow from A Star Is Born. <laughs> I mean, I here's the thing. Is that I have watched people... There's certain songs that people do. Um, there's certain songs that people do during karaoke that, oh God, I wanted to start going TikTok live here. Um, yeah, so the Hilo Patrol police alleged that Miller became, uh, became agitated while patrons began singing a karaoke rendition of Shallow from A Star Is Born. <laughs> I still can't get, like, like, there's been a few times where I've been at the karaoke and I've been, you know, pretty drunk. And uh, I find myself getting a little agitated by certain songs that are happening. Like, there's some of them that are just, you know, the ones that kill me is when, People are like a little bit off rhythm. I'm not saying I'm good at singing and I'm certainly not saying I'm good at karaoke, but keeping rhythm, you either got it or you don't. And some people, you know, it just, it gets too much. Um, so they began yelling obscenities at the patrons and grabbing a microphone from a woman singing karaoke and later lunged at a man playing darts. According to the police, the bar owner asked Miller to calm down several times uh, to no avail. Police. 
Miller's $500 bail is paid by a couple they live with at the hostel. Per TMZ, a video circulates of a week's earlier confrontation with the police in Hawaii. So he's starting to become a dirty little bird by then. He's kind of going crazy. And I'm pretty sure at this point it's like, yeah, it's like a year basically on the nose into like the pandemic and everyone's still kind of shit in their pants. Again, there was a period during the pandemic where I was looking at my fat ass in the mirror and I'm going, dude, if I get clipped by COVID, I'm going to die <laughs> uh a video circulates okay so march 29th 2022 the couple who lived with miller at the hostel file a restraining order against the, so the same people that bailed him out for five hundo he's living with them and then approximately two days later they're like all right restraining order against the actor Documents obtained by Radar Online, the couple ask the court to order Miller to not contact them in any form and stay away from their home and places of work, following the incident at, a, at the karaoke bar. The couple claims that Miller returned home and threatened the couple, saying, I will bury you and your slut wife. Jesus Christ. So he's going pretty cuckoo at this point. He's starting to lose it. Urza Miller starting to lose it. Um, then the petition alleges that Miller stole the wife's passport and the husband's wallet, which contained his credit card, social security card. Shouldn't have that in your wallet, by the way. You keep your social security card in a fucking safe. My social security card is hidden so well that I don't even know where it is right now. Uh, and his driver's license. So if this, if Urza Miller wasn't a fucking movie star and he stole this dude's wallet, he could literally catch me if you can you him. He could Leonardo DiCaprio catch me if you can him. He had his social security card and driver's license. <laughs> You're kidding me. Uh, and it was unclear whether the items were returned. Damn, dude. This guy's a movie star. Just give the fucking guy his wallet back. At that point, you're just making a statement, I guess. Uh, and the orders were dropped in mid-April. April. Sources tell Rolling Stones. Uh, recent controversies in the future with the... So Warner Bros. is about to drop them. They're like, eh. Miller probably won't be Flash this year. <laughs> and then... Uh, Three weeks after March arrest, the actor was again taken into custody in Hawaii again for throwing a chair which hit a woman at a private party, leaving the 26-year-old woman with a half-inch cut on her forehead. Well, that's not that bad. When you say leaving the 26-year-old woman... My immediate thing is like concussed or like a ruptured eardrum, but a half inch cut on the forehead. Like you could have just said hit her in the head with a chair, which also what's this dude's fucking deal with hitting women? He's fucking tripping. Uh, Jesus, May 16th, day after my birthday. Music producer Oliver Inguanchius and rapper Gias Guevara 
claimed that Miller stole the music they worked on and posted it on social media without credits. God, this guy's just a piece of shit, isn't he? Uh, Jesus, what a name. June 8th, 2022, the parents of 18-year-old activist Gibson Iron Eyes, who is non-binary, accused Miller of grooming their child in court documents obtained by TMZ from the Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Court. Oh, Gibson Iron Eyes, he is a indigenous person. My bad. Okay, that makes way more sense. That's actually a dope name. Um... <clears throat> alleging that Miller has been involved with their child since they were 12. Jesus. Dude, you might want to check that Epstein log, brother. Oh, have people been commenting on this? What is going on right now? That's pretty wild. Okay. Uh, so, well... <laughs> How is he not? I guess it's alleged, but. Uh-oh. June 9th, 2022. Gibson's parents. Oh, my God. He got away with them. Okay. Uh. So here we go. Whoa. Okay. So here's the deal. Is Gibson Iron Eye ended off running away the judge signed the request for the pro uh, protective orders which says miller cannot contact the child sarah or chase or be within 100 yards of their residence so this dude is like a young version of jesus from the big lebowski a hundred percent he's gotta go he's a petter ass okay urza miller is a petter ass and everybody knows it. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, and he's still shooting movies, dude? What is going on in this world? <clears throat> I dropped out of Bard five months ago. My friend and comrade William passed shortly thereafter. Uh, my comrade Urza Miller for the entire... Uh, okay... I'm now aware of the severity of emotional and physical manipulation I was made to endure while in my parents' home. Gibson posted on Instagram himself, smoking cigarettes. Welcome to the dark side, brother. <laughs> Gibson says that Miller and Gib uh, Gibson's parents say that Miller and Gibson remain on the run while the court has not been able to locate or serve the actor because their whereabouts. I'm sorry, isn't this kid 18? I know I was just talking. 18 year olds are considered, they're stupid as all fucking hell. But they fucking, like, he can make his own decisions. You can go fight for the country, you can run away. With fucking Urza Miller, if you have the opportunity. Oh, what a wild fucking life. What's he up to now? I just gotta, I gotta get forward on this guy. Jesus, he's got all sorts of, uh, you can treat it for complex health issues. Okay. So, 
So he goes through like a wild ass. He like goes crazy. And he does like hella shit. A bunch of stuff that in today's today's age for sure gets him canceled. He groomed a 12 year old and then stole him from his house. He also choke slammed a woman. He threw a chair at a lady. And then he stole some poor guy's shit. And this is all in a matter of like nine months. Nine months, year and a half, tops. <laughs> and then he goes and he goes, well, joke's on you guys. I actually have mental health stuff going on. So uh, sorry to sorry to blow it for you. Man, I have spent 40 fucking minutes talking about Urza Miller, of all people. And this all started because I was looking up the cast of the Stanford Prison Experiment, which I was pretty positive had Val Kilmer's son in it. But I guess I could be wrong. I wonder. Okay. Stanford Prison Experiment cast. I want to look that up. Okay, Stanford Prison Experiment. Urza Miller, who's a petter ass. Michael N. Grogano. Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan is a dope actor. He was in a he was in that movie Mud. My name is Mud, right? And the opening scene of Mud with fucking Matthew McConaughey is Ty Sheridan, and he's like 13 years old, maybe. He's got a bigger dick than I do in that movie. He's ripping ass down a fucking road on a dirt bike, and he jumps off while it's still moving and sucker punches a high schooler in the face. It was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I saw that movie when I was like 25, and I was like, that's a kid I would fucking hang out with. Dude, he'd be getting into all sorts of fucking wild shit. And then there's Thomas Mann with two N's, last name M-A-N-N. I've seen him in a movie or two. Was Val Kilmer's fucking kid not in it? No, yeah, Jack Kilmer. I knew it, dude. I knew it. <laughs> Jack Kilmer's a good fucking actor. He's a really good actor. And then I also uh, found out that Russell, Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt, he played goalie. He was a hockey goalie out of college. I'm pretty sure. Um, am I supposed to be looking to see if uh, people are commenting on this? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Wyatt. Wyatt. Is his name Russell? Okay. Riot, Wyatt Russell. He played... He played hockey somewhere. Hockey. Okay. He was good enough where he's got highlights, brother. He's 36 years young. And, uh, wait, was he in the NHL? A former pro... No way! Whose playing days may have ended a long time ago. He's a former professional hockey player. Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, who is now an actor, was a professional fucking hockey player. 
No way. No. Did Wyatt Russell play pro hockey? His career was cut short from professional hockey in 2010 due to injuries. What? What team did he play for? What the fuck? No, I got to find out more about this hockey career. Hockey career. That's what I need to be looking up. Okay. What the frick? No way. This is wild. Okay, listen. Here we go. He played... Okay. Wyatt Russell started his career at a very young age. Beginning competitive play at just four years old, Russell quickly proved that he belonged at the rink. The California-born actor swiftly rose through the ranks while developing between the pipes. He was a goalie. That's savage. and psychopath. That's for sure what that means. He's a fucking crazy person. Uh, he moved out west to British Columbia. Now, that doesn't make any sense because if he's from... If he's from, like, I mean, I guess if he's from inland California, but I don't think he is because he's Kurt Russell's kid. Like, Kurt Kurt Russell isn't listening to, like, the fuck, like, living near the Salton Sea, right? He's, like, living in Malibu and shit. So, he wouldn't have gone out west to go to British Columbia. He'd have just gone straight up north. He went, went straight up north, just shot up I-5, hit that border. Um... Let's see here. So he played a full season of junior A hockey. In 2005, he joined the Coquitlam Express, where he served as a backup goaltender. Okay. Uh, transitioning from the BCHL to the OPJHL, now, now known as the OJHL, Found a new home as a member of the Brampton Capitals. Um, he played in the Chicago for the Chicago Steel and the USHL. Holy shit! So he's getting there. And then he went back to the Capitals, and he finished the year at the top of the Western Division. How wild, dude! Wyatt Russell. Kurt Russell's kid, a fucking college, almost professional hockey player. And then he, dude, the first time, uh, the first time I saw him, he played with, wow, crazy. Uh, the first time I ever saw him was in an episode of the black mirror where he's like kind of vagabonding and he gets an opportunity to make some money, like by doing an experiment and the experiment leads him to a house in the middle of nowhere, which is like a fucking red flag of shit. But then it's a VR where he's they're like, all right, like you just have to like put this little this little button in the back of your neck and VR is going to you won't even have to have goggles on. And dude, that episode of Black Mirror made me feel very uncomfortable. And I think it came out like probably four or five years ago. So, spoiler alert, 
he ends up like it goes he's just starts going fucking crazy and it ends with him just being dead and them zipping him away and being like he like thinks he got out of the house that he was doing the fucking experiment in and he thinks he gets on a plane and goes home and then he like freaks out at his house only to find out that he never even got out of the game he's still sitting in the first chair he's having a fucking seizure and they just zip him up into a bag and i was like oh my motherfucking god it was such a fucking that show black mirror it's it is dark as all hell isn't it real dark (laughs) pretty fucking wild all right hmm well, that's wild. So that went that went down a little bit of a that went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Got into Urza Miller, Miller heavy, and then found out the original question was if Jack Kilmer was in the Stanford experiment. And then, somehow, Wyatt Russell blipped into my brain. Oh, man, that was killer. That was killer. That was a nice one. And that all started with the fucking Mouse Utopia. Wow, full circle. Full circle. How sick is it to have fucking internet, dude? Yes. So, essentially, what this guy did back in the 70s, his name was fucking Calhoun, and he was a he was a professors he was like an experiment guy and uh i wonder how many fucking rats were in the utopia or the mice the mice so basically uh, so after everything was all said and done i do remember this so he went through and the mice started breeding and then they stopped giving a fuck about their kids and the the mother mice would just basically abandon like half their kids right And then other mice would just chow down on those baby mice, which was crazy. So it went from a utopia to a super, super, like, kind of dark mouse murder pit. And it was essentially like a city. And um, a bunch of people, like, discredited him. And discredited. 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 They discredited him. Discredited fucking motherfucker they discredited him and he was being interviewed about like the mouse experiment or whatever the fucking uh they were like basically everyone was like talking shit on him and being like well that was a stupid idea hella mice just killed each other and fucked each other up and um it was pretty much all for nothing and then calhoun this was the part that stuck with me is that he was like he was like all this experiment says is that once the like humanity gets overpopulated, it's going to get real nasty. And a bunch and then yeah, a guy came out and was like, "Dude, humans are humans, mice are mice. You're tripping." But 2023 overpopulation things are getting pretty spooky. Things are getting pretty spooky. Things are starting to seem like Mouse Utopia. 
things are starting. Like, like think about all the shit that's happening in the world and like how like fucked up it is. And then, like the one thing, like he called like the beautifuls or like the 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 perfect mice, right? Who just sat around and like groomed each other and ate and chilled out, but they didn't like fuck or anything. They were just chilling, like. They're, they represent like celebrities, right? Just fucking eating and fucking kicking it and not really giving a fuck. And meanwhile, there's like 50,000 people in fucking Pakistan or whatever where that train derailed. And they're like, oh, dude, when I put sugar in my coffee, uh, the water boils. <laughs> you know, fuck. That's not good. Well, that's not good. Whoa. Okay. So now... Okay, so at one point during this, I was at like, so I've been going TikTok live while I'm recording this. And at one point, there's like 600 people in here. And then it's down to three now. But somebody sent me 20 roses, which. Do roses translate to something? What do roses do on TikTok live? What do roses do on tiktok live what roses are on roses are a form of new revenue stream for influencers on tiktok called gifts gifts are awarded to streamers by viewers if they like the creator's content how much is a rose worth A rose is worth one TikTok coin. How much is a TikTok coin worth? <laughs> How much is a TikTok coin? I just got twenty I just got twenty TikTok coins in that ass. Dude, let me what? Okay. Well that's wild. How much is a rose on TikTok and why is it significant? TikToks, you get roses, gifts, you can definitely have spotted. What can I do with it? Can I buy? Can I eventually buy a new phone with TikTok roses? Tips for going live. I bet this has all the answers. TikTok trivia. What? Split $30,000? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get off TikTok Live. I'm gonna keep talking for like five, five, ten more minutes, and then I'm gonna do the questions on Let's Talk Tuesday. I got some bangers. Some people sent in some seriously fucked up questions for uh, Let's Talk Tuesday. Don't forget if you're listening to this now or if you're watching it live on TikTok. Hello, first time for everything. This is P's and Q's podcast available on. Spotify and iTunes. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, on p and q pod at gmail.com. You can ask Let's Talk Tuesday questions there. Um, we get them from all over the place. Or you can check us out on TikTok. You can fucking DM me on TikTok. You can do all sorts of shit. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. All that good stuff. This episode of TikTok and TikTok Live and Let's Talk Tuesday 
Ooh, we gotta do our meditation, my guy. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I've i been needing this week's meditation pretty hard. I've been needing it pretty hard. If you, if you recall, last week we did your first snow day. That was pretty fucking magical, wasn't it? How fucking popping was that? But uh, let's keep it present. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do uh, in... Uh, in... That's what we'll do. Okay, I got it. Uh, this week's meditation is going to be brought to you by your first really good vacation. All right? Okay. Urza Miller had a fucking killer vacation in Iceland. He had a pretty wild one in Hawaii. Right? Close your eyes. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. But if you're not, here we go. You just close your eyes. We're going to take a deep breath in. Oh, let it out. Your first vacation. Now, I remember my first vacation, man. And it was something my dad used to do with me and my brother. It was fucking killer. He'd get home from fishing in Alaska. And he would take me and my brother on a month-long camping trip. Fucking middle of summer. Take a deep breath in on. Oh, let that shit out, boy. He used to uh, pack up all of his shit in this little tiny green Ford, Ford Ranger. The tent, the fucking cooking supplies, cooler full of shit, all of our fishing supplies. Take a deep breath in for me. Let it out. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that's killer. That felt good, man. We'd cruise down the west coast of Washington. We'd hit a couple spots. Then we'd go through Oregon. Take a deep breath in. Hold that shit. Let it out. Damn, that feels good, right? Hmm. We're meditating. We're taking some deep breaths in. If you're driving, your eyes aren't closed. But if you're just listening to this, chilling with me, your eyes are closed. And you're thinking about that first vacation you ever took. We stopped off at a place called Lake Palina one time. I think it was actually called Palina Lake. It was in central Oregon. It was fucking kind of up in the mountains. So fucking pretty. We camped out, man. It was pitch black at night. It was the first time I saw the fucking Milky Way, dog. Take another deep breath in for me. Oh, man. Looking up at the stars, just chilling. Fucking have nothing to worry about. We do shit like tie popcorn to the end of our fucking fishing rods during the day when we weren't fishing because we go fishing early in the morning. We'd tie the popcorn to the end of the fishing rod and we'd fucking fling it out. And uh, chipmunks would chase that shit, dude. Take a deep breath in for me, brother. Your first vacation, man. It was awesome. Let it out. Your feet were fucking dirty as all hell. 
You have dirt under your fingernails. You're camping. You haven't showered in a couple days. The showers that you do use, you need to bring quarters to. Get it in once you fucking start smelling so bad that your dad actually tells you you have to take a shower. I don't care if we're camping. Let's take another deep breath on that note. Man, first vacation you ever had. First memorable, real good vacation. Wake up in the morning. Fucking walk down. Dad's got the fucking little tiny tin boat in the water. He called it the cunning runt, which is very funny. We'd go catch trout till like 8, 9 in the morning. Take a deep breath in for me. It's been a month. You've been camping. You're dirty. You're tired. You're hungry. You get home to your two-bedroom apartment with your dad. Start unpacking all the shit. You're happy to be home. You just had the fucking best vacation in your life. That was my best vacation. Damn, that felt good, dude. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Jilly's in the house. She probably hasn't been listening to P's and Q's for a long time. We've been doing meditation. We've been doing fucking meditation before Let's Talk Tuesdays. It's killer. And, uh, man, that shit helps. Every single week I do that meditation, I feel super goddamn good. Oh, man. Hell yeah. This week's Let's Talk Tuesday brought to you by your first fucking really excellent vacation you ever went on when you were a kid. Uh, All right. I'm going to pull up the Let's Talk Tuesdays off the Gmail. Nine fourteen. Damn. It's getting late. Here we go. Um, oh, this is the wrong email, dude. Hell yeah. Jills. <laughs> that was tight. Um, here we go. Here we go. So, we got the uh, first one I accidentally... So, these fucking... Some of these emails go straight to my spam, which is fucked. And if you're joining on TikTok, all right, here we go. Uh, We do a thing called Let's Talk Tuesday. And what it is, is people email in or reach out to us on Instagram or shout out to me on the fucking uh, DMs here on TikTok. But they ask questions, right? <clears throat> like one of them two weeks ago was uh, how much money or would you let a homeless person spit in your mouth for $5,000 or something like that. It was something wild like that. Or like one of the all-time best Let's Talk Tuesdays we've ever had was if every animal on the planet was 1,000 pounds, which one would be the like the biggest problem? And we'd have guests on and we'd ask them about that. We would, that was usually one of the questions we always asked them. And then we let them ask like the normal ones that we get in. Uh, but dude, thousand pound animal. We've taken some turns on that one. Somebody said like a hummingbird would be a bad one. Somebody had a really good one. They said a human would be the most, like if we were all a thousand pound humans, like proportionally, like our bone structure, 
Because there is thousand pound humans, which is like kind of fucking wild. Who's your favorite cousin? That's my cousin on TikTok, Jilly, saying, "Who's my favorite cousin?" That's easy, Jill. God, God's my favorite cousin, dude. <laughs> uh, but there's two gentlemen who are who are fucking. Uh, Let's talk Tuesday P's and Q's podcast alumni. And that's uh, the Duke, Paul Garaventa, and the King, Musa Gloyd. And they have Let's Talk Tuesdays every single fucking week. They're killers. But Paul emailed in, and it got lost in the sauce. I thought it was in my spam folder, and I had sent it to a different folder. Because he said, strange, it landed in your spam folder considering I've emailed you before. And I was like, all right, dude, techno guy. And then I was like, wait, that's not my spam folder. I move all the Let's Talk Tuesdays now. I just started doing this to another folder, and I forgot that I put it there. So uh, my apologies, Paul. I appreciate all your questions. The Duke never steers us wrong. And this week's is what's the most danger you've consciously been in for context. A few years ago, I was hiking with some cousins in Southern Colorado when driving out from a trail, we stumbled upon two black bear cubs along the forest road. We stopped to look, but smartly remained in the car. And then he's got pictures and videos attached of these two adorable fucking black bear cubs. Black bear cubs are so goddamn cute. Are you still watching Vanderpump Rules? No, but I should be. I really should be. Um. So, okay. So, he asked, what's the most danger you've consciously been in? Um... There's like a there's a really dark answer to this question, which I'm not going to share because it has to do with my childhood. But in recent memory as an adult, uh, one time when I was working up in Alaska, uh, I became a deckhand. And I'm not going to tell some story about how um, like it was really, really nasty weather outside and uh, whatever. But when you become a deckhand, at least on the boat that I was working on, uh, deckhands become a part of the fire team. So we have to get fired, like marine fire training, and we go into like a, a mock vessel that has propane charged f- fires that you have to put out as a team. You wear like the full fireman gear, you wear an SCBA mask, all that shit. And the hope is that you never actually have to do the fireman um training and like actually use it but one time we were up in alaska i think we were like god 300 miles north of dutch harbor and we were filling up the boat super duper fast and it was supposed to be like one of one of two final trips that we had that season so everybody was on cloud fucking nine and uh 
I would go down into the factory and I'd go into the freezer hold. So like the factory is on one level and then all the frozen cut up fish that gets put into blocks and then it gets put into a bag and then it gets zipped down a fucking slide into a 700 ton cargo hold that's negative 30 degrees and that's where all the fish gets stored. And so I would go down once a day at the beginning of my shift and I'd crawl down into that little tube and I'd look down and I'd see how much bigger the fucking uh, thing was getting, right? So, like, the first day, the whole floor was covered. The second day, it was, you know, like, f- five feet tall. The third day, it was eight feet tall. And the fourth day, and, like, filling up a boat in, like, seven days means you're doing 100 tons a day. That's super good money, and you're doing it fast, so you get to go home quicker. So everybody's in a good mood. So I poke down. And I'm looking, I'm holding on to this uh, ladder and I'm looking and like the cargo hold is going to be filled by the end of my shift. So I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is so dope. We get to go to Dutch. Then we come back out here. The fish is hot. We're going to do one more trip and then I get to go home, get home, see my fucking girlfriend. This is going to be the best. And all of the sudden, the entire ship's fire alarm system goes off. And it is loud, and all the lights start, like, flashing. And it's like, it's like, it's not like a fire alarm that you hear at a school. It's not a ringing. It's like a buzzing. It's like a ba And I was like, holy fuck. And then, in, like, one second, my brain snaps. I'm like, that's a fire alarm. And then I'm like, I'm on a fucking Oh, in the middle of the Bering Sea. And then I'm like, holy fuck, I'm the firefighter guy. So I run up the ladder and I sprint down the hallway to get up to the deck where the fire locker is, where we put on our fucking fireman's gear. And I'm running down the hallway and some guy's like, what's happening? And I was like, I don't know. The fucking fire alarm's going off, dude. And I just kept running. And that was consciously, I was like, holy shit, I'm in a boat it's a 274 foot boat in the middle of the ocean and i'm about to go fight a fire dude what a bad deal that is that's not fair but i go there i start putting my fucking gear on and uh dude my boy josh he ended up marrying my cousin tessa he was on deck with me, right? And Josh was an ex-Marine. He did a couple tours in Iraq. And he was one of the fucking hardest motherfuckers I've ever worked with. He was he was just a boss. He pushed fish super hard. No matter how, like, kind of nutty it got on deck, he was just straight-faced. He was amped up. Fucking working with Josh was an absolute pleasure. And uh, you put on your your gear and then somebody else turns your tank on for you and you have your scba on and uh josh turns on my scuba tank right and the fucking air starts going and i have a fucking mask on and i'm in a full fire keep in mind i've done like six total hours of fire training at this point i am in no way a fucking actual firefighter so i'm 
I'm legit scared at this point because the fire alarms are still going off. Our deck boss is on the radio with our chief engineer and our captain. And they're like, fire's in the engine room. The fire's in the engine room. And we're like, holy fuck. And I'm like, holy shit. There's a fire in the fucking engine room. That's the worst place for a fire to be. Okay. Now, I know you're probably thinking, I'm going to say I go down. We go down and hose out this fire. And it was crazy. No, what had happened was is a piece of garbage lit on fire and got sucked down into a vent. And a little tiny ember was burning and it set off a fire alarm. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I was so relieved. Dude, there's this thing called the mustering point. And that's where everybody on the boat's supposed to go during a fire drill, right? And everybody's got to go up around the wheelhouse. And all the processors, because we work 16 hours a day, dude. You work 16 hours a day. So when the fire alarm goes off, imminent danger doesn't scare any of these people. They're like fucking retarded at this point. They're mentally exhausted. They're like smiling, smoking cigarettes, like just kind of walking up the stairs and like looking over. But uh, Josh turned on my air and he could see I was rattled. And he looked at me and he squeezed the shit out of my shoulder and gave me a pop on the chest and went, remember your fucking training. And that got my dick hard. I was like, fuck yeah. We're about to go put this fire out. Fuck that. But that was that was the time that uh, that I thought I was, con- that I consciously thought like, oof, I am in a lot of danger here. But other than that, I like to steer clear of danger, brother. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I would do stupid stuff all the time. But um, why did it go back to this email? Why? Why? Uh, gonna go back, gonna go back, okay, and then it looks like young Musa Gloyd, oh, never mind, we were just talking about playing Diablo 2 on Nintendo Switch, steer cure, <laughs> I appreciate your support, Jilly. Nobody else from the family's watching this bullshit, dude. Dude, Jilly, at one point, there was 800 people in here. You see that 1.2K likes? Those numbies, those numbies speak for themselves, okay? Um, and, okay. So... Okay, so I got these other Let's Talk Tuesdays. Um, there it is. Okay. Um, okay, so the next one is from a gentleman called Dunk Arududu from Bothell, Washington. And his Let's Talk Tuesday for this week is what is the nastiest shit you've ever seen in real life? Something that made you gag or almost vomit 
but it has to have been in real life. You said in real life. Okay. And actually, you know what? The nastiest shit that I've ever seen in real life is a human shitting. It was, okay. I was driving to work. And I was going. Oh. What? Oh, dude. <laughs> no way. Um, okay, so what happened just now <laughs> is that my <laughs> holy fucking shit. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, my bad. I just learned something about TikTok Live. Uh, you can't say retard for sure. So I won't be going live on TikTok till February 28th, 2023. <laughs> uh, no, Jilly just texted me. No, I did. She said, did I get kicked out? <laughs> okay, you can't say retard on TikTok Live. Um, but uh, so okay, I was driving to work, and I was going down. The viaduct was still there, so you'd come off of the viaduct uh, on like Edgar Martinez Way, you know. And it was when they were starting to get ready to like take down the viaduct, and I was sitting at that red light. It was like. 6 30 in the morning and i look over and i can just see the eyes of a homeless guy staring at me through the window of my car he's probably like 20 feet away and i'm looking at him we're making eye contact and he's on the other side of a safety barrier and he sits up and he puts his bare ass over the safety barrier. So like if we were looking at it, the back of the toilet would have been, I would have been sitting like my vision would be the wall behind the back of a toilet is what I'm looking at, except for there's no toilet bowl or toilet. And it's just his bare ass cheeks leaning over the barrier. And then he proceeded to shit like liquid hot dogs all over the side of this barrier. This all happened in a matter of like 40 seconds while I was waiting at a red light. It was the fucking grossest thing I've ever seen. Ever, all the nastiest stuff I've ever seen, 1,000% is, uh, is homeless people. Just the other day, I was driving home from work. I drive down First Avenue South to get to I-90, and then I take I-90 to I-405, I-405, 522, 522 to Echo Falls Road, take Echo Falls Road, 200, 218th. Uh, but there was a dude hard wiping his asshole. 
just wiping his asshole. And his cock was out and everything. He was just wiping his asshole. And he was just on the side of the road outside of the I-90 uh, entrance there next to fucking um, T-Mobile, T-Mobile Park. <laughs> what a fucking world we live in, dude. Um, so, yeah, it, that that's just some of the nastiest shit I've ever seen. And then uh, the final question is from... Your boy, Troy, toy, in Everett, Washington. <laughs> it's your boy, period, Troy, period, toy. <laughs> yeah. That's a banger. Good for you. So, okay. This one is... We know that you love talking about conspiracies, but if you were to create your own conspiracy, what would it be? Um, I think what I would have to do, cause I've actually thought about this. I read this like three days ago and I've been thinking about it. What I would do is I would take the conspiracies that are happening now and give them a broader conspiracy. So my conspiracy that I would invent is I would say that all these trains derailing and fucking up the water and just jacking everybody's dick. My conspiracy is that they're doing this because although we have an overpopulation problem, we're still spread too far and wide. The continent of North America, primarily the United States, has too much land mass to contain everybody and control anybody. So my conspiracy is that they're derailing these trains and contaminating the water and making the areas unlivable. There's 28 trains I read. I, I don't know if that's true. I'd have to look into it, and I don't really want to. But I've, I've heard that there was there's been 28 trains that have derailed in like the past three weeks. And they've all been spilling the same shit into fucking water. That's too much of a coincidence. So my conspiracy is that they are hurting all of middle America and southern. Like all of the fucking people who are super conservative and like gun carrying fucking conservative. Is that a Republican or a Democrat? I don't know. Uh, they're hurting them to make their living unlivable. So they're getting them closer. They're hurting them like cows to the slaughter. Because once you take away the guys who would actually uh, do something in the face of a revolution, you have nothing to worry about as the controller. Hey, yo, but that's just my conspiracy. <laughs> I just got kicked off a of TikTok for saying retard. So don't listen to me. <laughs> Oh, man, what a blast. What a hoot we had here today. Um, But don't forget to follow me at Clem, at SlimeHandClem on TikTok. Check us out uh, on Instagram, fire off some Let's Talk Tuesdays to pnqpod at gmail.com. And uh, 
You ask me anything. You don't even have to ask me crazy questions. Ask me stuff about life. I got good advice. I'm a fucking grown man. I have responsibility. Okay? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Sorry this uh, episode was so late. But I promise I'll get one episode a week. So you guys are going to get another one on Saturday or Sunday. We'll get that taken care of. Don't worry. I know you guys are missing out. So uh, other than that, uh, thanks. And I love you guys.